Welcome everyone to the Reflection Artist Live podcast hosted by myself, Justin Lobato. Set your calendars to tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time where I will be bringing you industry spotlight interviews live from my active detail shop or an industry event. So if you're curious about who is who and what is what in the detail industry, don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Wednesday for some of the most exclusive interviews. Okay, we are officially live on social media, and today is Wednesday, February 17th, and we have special guest Seth Globerman, uh, CEO of Malco Products Incorporated, and um, we want to go ahead and get him in to introduce him so those who don't know him could understand who Seth is and his background and how he came into the world of detailing, and then of course understand Malco products and what they represent and what they bring to the table for those that may not be familiar with them. Uh, that way people can be more familiar with the product line and hopefully even try it out because they definitely have quite a few uh, hidden gems in their lineup. You know, great lineup in general, but some pretty cool stuff that I've played with as well. Um, so with that said, uh, we have Seth Glauberman who's been in the industry, gosh, over 16 years. He has some years himself of of detailing in the, in the trenches in the field to say of doing it himself. And, and uh, just like the rest of us in our younger years. And um, I just want to go ahead and dive into Seth. Tell me a little bit more and introduce yourself, but also tell me a little bit more about how you got started in your young years of this wonderful world of detailing. Yeah, no, well, Justin, um, first I want to thank you and Buff and Shine and Reflection Artist. I'm really excited just to be here and, uh, hang out with you for the hour and kind of talk shop and the industry. So I'm really excited and thank you. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my, uh, I probably have to start a little bit of just Malco products. So, so Malco products is actually a family company. Uh, my grandfather actually started it in 1953 and, um, and it's actually Malco stands for Murray, Abe and Lionel. So Murray was my grandfather. Abe was my great grandfather. And Lionel was my great uncle. And, um, and so it really was started as a family business, you know, back in, in 53. And so, uh, you know, growing up, um, I was always into cars, you know, and, and really into skiing and rock climbing and mountain biking. And, and I actually needed to get a job. And my dad offered me a job um, when I was like a freshman. And, and it actually was to work in our, in our lab dumping uh, retains, you know, because when you make a product, you hold it for a couple of years just for quality and stuff like that. And the next year he asked if I wanted to come back. And I said, no, I was like, actually, I'll find my own job because <laughs> I sat on a bucket, you know, dumping retains with a boom box for a summer. And, uh, and then a couple of years later, you know, I was really into cars and I was talking to my uncle because at the time it was my dad and uncle that were running the business. And my uncle was like, you know, you should start detailing cars. So I was like, sure, let's, let's do it. And, and I had the benefit because I got to come to a detailing company where, you know, little did I know that, you know, I had a, a, a technical person that was like, not, you know, teaching me along the way. And they were like, you, you should just start calling family friends and offering details. And probably the thing that I was, uh, it, it, which was great, although I didn't realize, was I had no overhead and no product cost. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. You know, you know, I saw Best scenario it's ever. Like, it's like pure profit. I mean, isn't every detailer just like that? And I yeah, remember right. my uncle. <laughs> and I remember my uncle being like, well, usually you have to pay rents and you might have employees and and um and you definitely don't get free product. Um, but uh it was really a great way to just learn the products. And there is no better way to learn than just using the products, being confident, having someone that, you know, can, can teach you the right way to do things. And, you know, and if I think about it, you know, so I was 16, 17 years old. So that was back in uh, 96, 97, you know, we didn't have the social media, the, the uh, you know, the electronic connection with QR codes and, and no, Instagram. You had a phone with a cord still on it and you had to knock on your friend's door to see if they were home. <laughs> exactly. So, so, so I was really, it was really, I mean, that really created the foundation of my knowledge in the detailing industry. 
probably more about the product and less about what it takes to run a business successfully since it was pure profit. <laughs> but it also drove a passion for you, correct? For, oh, for sure. The, the craft side of detailing? Yeah. And that's probably like you talk about that. That's what I miss most about this year is, you know, I mean, I used to travel all the time. I haven't gone anywhere since, you know, March. Um, and so it's that connection and being able to go learn and see how people do things. Because because detailing is a business, but it's also an art. And, and I think that's the piece that, you know, if you said, what do I miss the most over this year? It's probably that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I agree. Even though I'm here in the shop doing it, but there's, there's still aspects of it where I like to jump in because of that, of that passion of being like, man, I got to get my hands on something like polished yeah. or clean. Or, or even, I mean, yeah. you get to travel, you go, you get to go places and work with other people and, and, um, and other companies. And you just, every time you go see someone, you learn a new perspective, you know, a new way to look at something. Yeah. And, and, um, now we're all trying to figure out how to do it, you know, virtually and remotely. Yeah. We just detail the car virtually. Yeah. yeah. Just put your car in front of a zoom camera and poof. Look at that. It's done. <laughs> it's done. Isn't that the Instagram before and after photos? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's really how I got into it. And I always had a passion for cars. So it was kind of easy to be around them. I mean, I remember going to my buddy's house and we would wash our cars when we were in high school. Just, you know, that's what you did. So with that, I mean, you said you spent a couple summers doing that and, and the money that you did receive, I mean, did you end up putting that towards school to kind of help yourself financially for, for some of that stuff? You know, it, it probably was more hobbies. So it, it, it funded passion and hobbies. And I, <laughs> Uh, to, to, to be honest. <laughs> That's okay. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I mean, it's your money. You do what you want. With it, it, right? Exactly. So. <laughs> so, and then, so from there, um, you said there was a little bit of a gap between, you know, your, your summer spent detailing and through school before you, you know, joined the team with, with Malco and the family. Uh, where were you in between there? Yeah. So, so one of the cool things was I, I never, you know, with a family company, I think everybody, finds their way or, or joins in different ways. It could be, you know, you're just supposed to, you know, it could be that there isn't pressure. For me, what was neat was um, my, my family, other than my grandmother, which was, you know, Murray's uh, wife, um, no one ever pressured me to come into Malco. It was almost like I got to choose it on, on my terms, which I think is what allowed me to come here and and, and really want to be here and be dedicated to the brand, the industry and driving it. It wasn't like, you know, my dad said, hey, Seth, you just, you know, when you graduate college, you're coming back and working in the family business, um, which was really cool. But uh, before I joined, I actually uh, um, spent some time out in Colorado as a, uh, a, a, uh, winter driving instructor. So there's actually a, a driving school in Steamboat called the Bridgestone Winter Driving School. And, um, and, and people will sometimes say that I'm persistent. So I actually wanted to be a driving instructor. And so I called the owner like every three days for three months trying to get a job. And I was like, I don't care what the job is. I just want to work for you. Because <laughs> like the idea of being allowed to slide cars legally was really cool. That's <laughs> so, awesome. So, so finally, I think he was tired of me pestering him. And so uh, he, he gave me a job. I actually started as grooming the track. And then uh, from there, um, and, and driving the bus. And then from there, eventually, you know, I started to shadow the instructors and I got to teach people how to slide cars. Wow. And they have like a mile and a half road course paved in ice and snow, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Wow. So I know if I ever need a getaway driver. <laughs> and we're in the same town in the same place. <laughs> and actually, it's a really small world. But um, I, I don't know if you know who uh, Travis Benzig is. He's um, he's actually from Steamboat. He's part of the uh, Detail Mafia and has been on the, um, you, you know, he's uh, detailed Air Force One before. But him and I actually worked at the driving school together. So you think about like the connection. And wow. now we actually use him to test products from time to time when we want someone, you know, in the mountains to do product testing for us. So that is, that is a small world. That's funny yeah. how that works, right? <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. 
So with that said, then, you know, moving forward, you know, how did the opportunity present itself for you to, you know, join the family team with everything with Malco? Yeah. So, um, so, so really it started with, um, I was actually trying to decide if I was going to join the business or not, or stay out West. And, um, and really what drove it was, um, my passion for the automotive industry. And, and I actually was, uh, it was that, that really allowed me to, you know, kind of look at it and say, Hey, I have an opportunity to come into a business that, you know, lives and breathes the automotive industry. You know, we sell detailing products. We, you know, get to work with people all the time. And, and that really was kind of the excitement that brought me back. And there's a lot that can be said about that because I'll tell you, everybody I talk to for the most part, the, the passion side of it is what's driven them into the craft of detailing or continuing a legacy of a brand within the detail industry, like for yourself with Malco. Yeah. And, you know, not just being like, hey, I get to work for this company because, you know, it's part of the family, yada, yada. The traditional take on that would be, oh, you got involved because your family owns it, but it's not that at all. It's more about the passion of actual, the automotive spirit of being like, wow, I could, I could enjoy what I do and help kind of mold the industry for this sector of the industry to say. No, exactly. And pro- probably the other piece was all it was, was an opportunity. And, and it, you know, it's, it, it, and the opportunity just gives you a platform to build off of. It's what you do with it that really defines, you know, you know, your legacy and how you do things. So it wasn't as much, you know, coming in and it was, you know, oh, your dad owns the company. It was, uh, hey, you have an opportunity to really do something special and you have a platform that just happens to be, you know, in the automotive industry, which is one of your passions. So, you know, from that standpoint, you know, I feel really fortunate and lucky that, you know, there was this company that I could sink my teeth into and really passionately be excited about growing and building. Yeah, well said. Now, as you entered in, how many positions did you have to play? I mean, because right now with you being CEO, obviously you're the head of everything, but where did you start and, and you know, how did you end up having to move up that food chain to say? Yeah. So, so I actually started as an engineer, my back, I'm a, I, I uh, studied mechanical engineering in college. So, um, so I actually started as an engineer on the, on the floor, looking at process improvements. And I remember when I came in, you know, I was like, you know, dad, what do you want me to work on? And he actually gave me a notebook and told me to uh, just ask questions and be curious for about two weeks and write everything down. And then he was like, after two weeks, I want you to come to me with a product, a project that's actually going to make our company more efficient. And then that was how I got involved in the business. And it was pretty cool because I think one of the unique things about our organization is we have a culture for continuous improvement and really embraces people questioning why and how to make things better. I and like that's that. really, yeah. So, um, so, so we started there and then uh, I actually moved in, um, you know, our company, we have the automotive side, but we also do a lot of co-packing for um, a lot of other companies too. And so I actually joined our contract packaging division as kind of a technical sales rep. And then uh we had some uh, opportunities on the automotive side and I was like, dad, I want to get on the automotive side. So then I moved over to the automotive side as a sales manager. And, um, and then I remember I was complaining about our uh, product development and my dad told me, I, you know, Hey, I'm tired of listening to you complain. They now report to you. <laughs> He's like, you fix it. <laughs> this is your problem now. Make yeah. it right. <laughs> and then it really just kind of, as I grew within the organization and grew within my role, it went from, you know, a sales manager to overseeing, you know, sales and product development, and then eventually marketing. And then, uh, you know, really, you know, one of the coolest things was, you know, my dad and I got to experience, you know, a succession plan together. And, um, you know, one of the sad parts of our organization is, you know, my grandfather passed away at an early age and my uncle passed away at an early age. So being, you know, third generation, actually fourth generation to be in the business oh, wow. and, and, uh, and actually run it, this was the first time that we got to celebrate a structured succession plan without, you know, a tragedy. And it was pretty neat to be able to share that with my dad um, and the organization. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, and that, that happened in January of 2020. And then I, you know, and then I look at my dad, I'm like, said to him, you know, wow, your timing's amazing. You know, I, I got to take over the company during a, a pandemic. <laughs> Here you go. I set everything up for you. Oh, wait yeah. a sec. Yeah. The world's yeah. going through a pandemic. Oh, it's yours now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah. Like I always tell him, you know, like, you know, it, in human years, everything is by one. But I told him my experience this year was more like dog years. You know, it was more like, <laughs> felt like seven years in one year. <laughs> so with the Malco lineup, I mean, you guys, uh, you, your direction with that product line is for, of course, detailers. But you also have where you have the cleaners, the compounds, the polishers. I mean, you have the full spectrum of products that accommodate the, the end user detailer and the box truck guys. You guys have box trucks on the road that that sell products as well right with different routes and, and yeah such. very very much i mean we started in our history starts with you know distributors and the professional in mind so um you know and 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 that's really what drives our business and and we understand that our success almost starts and ends with the distributor and and so we've been really fortunate to have a lot of distributors currently and in the past that have really helped build the brand for us. And, and I think one of the things that's neat now is, you know, um, they, they're, the distributors is what set us up for success in the future. And we can't ever forget that and know that. But, but what, they also, what we've also been able to do now is supplement them with marketing and brand building. And so much of the brand building, you know, happened at the local level and now we can actually supplement it nationally but when we do it we have to understand that it's always has to be in a way that's beneficial that supports and makes our distribution network successful and i think even you know you know uh you and i you know you saw that you know you yeah you know just from our relationship and how we've developed it over the years i mean we didn't have strong distribution in florida you know in kind of central south florida and you know you didn't really know about our brand until we started talking. And it really even started, I think, with, uh, you know, Tony Leeds and, and yeah. one of our distributors from New England. And, you know, uh, he brought you over and we really just hit it off just talking, you know. And, and, and so that's the piece is, you know, if you go to New England, you, you know, or in different areas where we have strong distribution, people know our brand. But then yeah. if we don't have a strong distributor, people don't know our brand. And we're able to change that now. And that's really what we're focused on is how do we change that so people know, you know, about our brand. And I'm sure social media has helped that tremendously for you guys. You know, oh, the evolution it, it, of marketing, that's, that's helped get that branding out there a lot more. No, exactly. And, and even just, you know, you think about everybody has a cell phone. They've had it forever. But, you know, every product has a QR code that you scan and it takes you right to a page to, you know, with videos and how to use the products you know, 20 years ago, you didn't have that. No, no. You, they send me a catalog. That, yeah. was the, that was the best you could do. <laughs> yeah. Send me a catalog. And then you wait like a couple of weeks because mail was super slow. You well, know? it's still so, slow now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Especially with all the storms that are going on up oh, there. Everything sure. is just, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's, that's definitely a huge difference in regards to, you know, the branding and everything and getting that name out, especially in the areas that it may not be as well known. No. And, and, and really it's exciting now. I mean, we're really focused about building our marketing and digital team that can help build the brand, you know, make people aware of it, which is only going to benefit, you know, our distributors because it makes it stronger for them to sell. And now you go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You guys also cater to not just the, the detail industry, but the body shop side of that as well. Correct. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So we actually have a, a, a body shop, and then we also do marine as well. And so we've kind of, you know, you know, seen how there's many different channels that we can play in, in the, uh, you know, in the detailing industry. But one of the cool things that I think is, you know, and, and what's really happened over the last, you know, probably five to seven years and with the IDA is, you know, detailing is just becoming, it, it's, it's uh, mainstream. And I think that's what's so exciting is, you know, we're able to, you know, the whole industry is just rising and, and, and becoming stronger. And that's a really neat place to be. And, um, 
you know, 20 years ago, you looked at competition and you didn't really want to, you know, work with them. And now I think the case is you actually want to work with your competitors because, you know, you know, whether it's, you know, a detailing brand or, you know, whether it's chemicals, accessories, pads, you know, we're realizing that, you know, the industry and all of the different manufacturers are just so much stronger working together than trying to compete against each other. The same idea with, you know, what we talked about earlier with getting out and working with other detailers, seeing the different approaches that they have to get the same end result. But it's just the curiosity of that and then learning it and seeing it, you're always picking up something new. So with the manufacturers kind of doing the same thing, you know, without messing with the proprietary kind of things that are theirs, but still picking up on something a little different, like, oh, I could do that or maybe something in-house. Maybe no, how exactly. the management is done or you know, the structure of the business overall outside of the chemicals. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, you know, one of the cool things of, you know, I have a lot more time now to network and just talk with different manufacturers and how they're doing things and, you know, what's going on. And, uh, you know, it, it, I think it actually just makes all of us stronger. I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. And especially, I mean, I, the amount of knowledge that you guys and what you guys have going on there are just amazing. You know, not everybody gets the opportunity to walk through your facility, but if they ever have, or if anything, if you had a, you know, a, a video, like a, a, what do they call them? The 3d 360 Google videos. Yeah. If you did something like that of your facility, I don't feel that would do any justice compared to how many levels and layers of things you got going on there. It's just yeah, we're, we're pretty diversified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah. So with, with the detailing products, talk to me about, you know, how you guys do your R&D and, and, and tell me and, and tell the viewers about how you guys have, you know, the, the segregated area with the detail space to bring in cars and do the testing and all that. Yeah, so, so it probably always starts with, um, so, so we always look at it in two ways. We either look at it as what's a problem that a detailer is struggling with or how can we make you know their life easier it always starts there cuz you know it's all about labor and efficiency and so if we can do something that's solving a problem that's probably the most important thing that kind of drives um, our r&d and then it's always about how do you take an existing product and make it better and so you know the the um how to solve a problem really starts with being able to get out into the field. You know, so it's whether it's working with our distributors and going and seeing their customers or just going and watching someone work, you know, and just asking questions. So I think being really inquisitive is where it starts. And then the other great piece is, you know, we're really, uh, you know, we have over 110 distributors in North America, and then we have another 70 internationally that we sell to, you know, all over the world. Wow. So it, we really get the benefit of also, you know, our, like even on the international side, seeing what's going on in different parts of the, you know, in the world and bringing that back. And, and, and so that probably drives things for us the most on the innovation side. And then the second piece is, you know, what's great is it's just being able to bring cars back into our detail bay and, and playing, you know, I mean, a lot of it is just playing with product, yeah. you know, and, and, and seeing how you can use it you know, what are its shortcomings? We have a number of uh, local detailers that we go to and just sit and talk and we'll show them a product and get their feedback. That's one of the biggest things I did notice is that you, you don't hold back on being able to get product in different detailers' hands, you know, based on their, you know, geographic area too, like me being in Florida with the humidity and the heat index, you know, versus maybe California or Vegas where it's super dry and, and, things of that or where you're at obviously being cold and th- those all those variables play into you know the production of being able to dial in on one product that's going to be mass produced to go everywhere <laughs> and work <laughs> and, to, and work for everyone yeah whether it just be here in the u.s or across the water somewhere yeah um but yeah that's that's one thing i do like that you guys have really did you know no holding back like oh you know here here's a good person to trust that can test our product that we get good feedback and not yeah. BS on. And that's that. And, and it's just listening and, and, and not being defensive. I think, you know, yeah. one of the things is it's like, 
you know, we're asking someone just to be able to share, you know, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, what worked, what didn't, because we can then take it and go work with our chemists to tweak it and make it better. Yeah, it's funny you say that because there are some cases I've even experienced to where you give, you know, the, the product didn't live up to the expectations of the results that they made it for. And you express that and people take offense to it because I get it. They have high expectations. They want it to work so bad that they get that negative feedback that it's not necessarily that they're being negative towards you. They're just being negative towards the fact that it's not working, but yeah. they take it out on you. They're like, damn, you know? Um, but yeah, and, and that happens. It's, it's chemistry, right? I mean, not everything's going to perform right out the gate. You have to go through so many renditions of things sometimes. No, I mean, like, well, you know, I mean, it's like, like our Epic line, which I think really that probably was the biggest shift for us from when we went from like, you know, kind of marketing in the past to marketing in the future that kind of set us up for really, you know, driving our branding and on the social media. But I mean, that's an example of where, you know, we knew we needed to get and develop, but, you know, a dual action product line, you know, something yeah. that worked with the flexes and the Rupes and, and, and all that. And, and that was something where, I mean, we basically put a skunk works team together and in seven months put, you know, launched basically like five new products a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, it's interesting because we did that and then we could be working on a new compound or something else or, uh, and, uh, and it might take a year and a half, you know, because a lot of it is trial and error and just understanding little tweaks that impact the chemistry and the performance. Yeah, no. And I definitely think that that was a great positive turning point of evolution for the Malco brand. Once you guys introduced that Epic line, because it opened up not just for the correction side of it, but then you were able to get into the coating side and then all these other products that provide treatments to other surfaces, but as a more premium approach too. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And that, I mean, even like, uh, what was the most recent one that I really enjoyed? Oh, the leather, the leather coat. That stuff is badass. I mean, to be able to have a conditioner and a sealer all in one and to make it just as easy as traditional leather conditioner application and all the perks of, you know, the no grease and all the stuff that most people look for that customers complain about uh, and have all that and at a very fair price. I mean, you, you hit the mark on that one. You know, no, that, thanks. Again, that being part of the Epic line, you know, that's that complements the remainder of the line because most of those, if not all of the products hit the mark for that reason. No, and we, we always are really cautious on what we put in that Epic line because we feel like it's, you know, it's a you know, a premium performance line of products. Yeah. So, I mean, it has to be a special product before we put it in there. Now, I can tell you that I, I know something that will make it even that much more over the top. I mean, because you guys are there right now, but to put it that much more over the top, if you just took and put those reflection artist pads right next to the compounds and polishes with that kit, <laughs> then it would be the best winning combo that's out there for you. <laughs> they do work well. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Well, no, I, it, what was it, picked it, is good. No, no, no. And, and, but that's the beauty is like, that's where, I mean, everybody makes fantastic pads. I mean, you know, and, and I mean, and we work with Buff and Shine and I mean, you guys make awesome pads. I mean, we also work with Lake Country and we actually, people might not know this, but we actually make our own pads too. Um, yep. You know, but um, no, you're right. I mean, one of the things when we did the testing of our product is we really made sure that it worked with everybody's pads. But I have to agree with you. Like if they were the reflection pads, I mean, they might <laughs> just take it over the top. <laughs> no, that's that's one good thing is, I mean, between both companies as a detailer, I mean, you can't go wrong. It's just finding the right fit for the scenario. And, and you know, sometimes that's that's what the difference is. It's formulation, right? You know, yeah, and different... it can be even just, you know, a tweak in our formulation makes it work better or worse, you know, because, you know, it's got, you know, if the pad has, you know, is pulling more airflow and it's going to dry out the, the compound, then do you need to have more lubricity in the compound? Yeah. And you know, it's their tools, right? They could all yep. be changed, altered and manipulated. The one biggest tool that, that works the best though, is, is the person behind the machine, the person making the decision on those combinations. No, and agreed. And I, and I think that's, what's so cool is like just in the industry and even what like IDA has done in terms of being able to drive knowledge and training, and, and, um, and that's really, I mean, I think this, this like groundswell of, uh, 
you know, legitimacy for the whole detailing industry is what's so excited. And it just every year it continues to build and get stronger and the connections get stronger. And that's really what's, I think everybody's winning because of it. No, I agree. And, and speaking of with the IDA and you guys is with, with Malco and their involvement, I mean, you have how many team members that are IDA involved, either they're certified detailer skills validation, and you've got some uh, recognized trainers too, if I'm correct. Yeah. So, so, so we actually, yeah. So, so we work really hard. We've been involved with the IDA probably for, Oh, it's probably five or six years, part of the founders club, but um and, uh, and last year, what, one of our key initiatives was really to get, you know, all of the sales and marketing members, you know, certified in, in the IDA, whether it's, you know, you know, starting at a kind of a lower level all the way to RT. And, um, and we actually finished all of it, like, towards the end of March, we, we you know, you would see, we, we redid our detail bay only to, you know, planning on having uh, classes and stuff like that only to, you know, get quarantined and shut down. Yeah. yeah. We're ready to go. Oh, we can't invite nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like getting prepped for a big party that nobody shows for. Exactly. So, so, so we're ready to, to really uh, house some parties as soon as uh, yeah. COVID's over. That's cool. So you did redo the, uh, the detail bay? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we redid the floors, we put new cabinetry in. Um, oh, wow. We, we've got a paint booth in there now. Um, Damn. Yeah. So it's actually, uh, um, it's really turned out nice. And then we redid our whole uh, conference center that walks right into it. So it's really set up for training, testing. You know, we got kind of like marketing on one side of it and the lab on the other. And, you know, they're always kind of meeting in there to, to work on something new. Well, I mean, the, the plus side is, if anything, you could always, you know, be proactive and just utilize that space for your marketing videos. I mean, which I think you have. Yeah. 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 We, um, we're doing that a lot now. I mean, um, I mean, we probably are pushing out new videos, you know, every other week. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, I, I like what you guys have been doing with those too. They've been, they've been pretty neat the way you guys have been putting that together. I don't know who's yeah. in charge of that, but kudos to them. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, it's really, uh, we got, uh, uh, so my sister, um, mm-hmm. Lauren and then, uh, Jason Yard and Bill Klinas, you know, they really drive it. And then we have a really good, uh, kind of editing guy named Michael who just, you know, drives it and puts it all together. So, you know, since we didn't have SEMA, didn't, you know, haven't had any shows, you know, what, something that you could speak about, of course, what, what is something that maybe that, uh, is new from Alco that may have been introduced at a show, but unfortunately we didn't have the shows or in the works that you could speak on. That's, that's exciting for you guys with going into this, this year. Yeah. So, so actually we have, I probably can't share it yet, but we're actually having a product that we're going to launch, um, uh, uh, called accelerate. That's going to be coming out, um, like about middle of March. And we're really excited about that. And with that, we're also launching our a new website. So oh, very cool. I talked to the marketing team, I'm, I, they're like in the last two weeks before it launches. So I don't know if they're excited about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's crunch time. And they've got yeah, no, no, no. It's like, yeah. But um, <laughs> it's really exciting because it's really going to set us up to bring all of our, you know, training and material all into one place. That's just a lot more user-friendly. Um, and we're really excited about the launch of, uh, you know, our Accelerate product, which is going to kind of be a one-step product, you know, because at the end of the day, I mean, we always look at how do you um, reduce the time, you know, if it's a quick detail that someone needs to get out, you know, so. So are you able to elaborate on that a little bit more about like the purpose of it and and what it does? And so it'll, it's probably, yeah, so it would be targeted towards, um, uh, towards, you know, used cars, refinished cars where, you know, a dealership's trying to get it out, um, you know, in a quick that will actually allow you to get, you know, some, you know, uh, remove um, imperfections and, you know, kind of uh, car wash scratches and stuff like that. And at the same time, getting a really slick gloss. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. So Any protection pretty, left behind with it? For, yeah. So nice. it's be a 30 to 60 days, depending on if, you know, if you're in Ohio where we don't see the sun, you know, or, uh, or Florida, you know, where you see the sun every day. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, if it's going to be promoted towards that kind of industry with, you know, used cars, slipping cars, you know, wholesale, things of that nature, 
hopefully if they're lots moving, shaking as it should, 30 to 60 days shouldn't be a problem with turn and burn on a car. No, exactly. In their inventory. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be great then because a lot of these guys that are getting into detailing or, or you know, work at a place like that, it'll, it'll allow them to have a product that basically performs at a level that allows the inventory to be shined up and sellable and presentable. Yeah. And we're excited because it gives our, you know, our distributors something new to show, something new to talk about. Um, you know, so it always just, you know, people always want to know what's new. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. really exciting. And um, yeah. And, we, and, uh, and we're really, you know, probably the biggest thing is we're really looking forward, you know, as soon as we can to start traveling and, and getting trainings back, you know, on the oh. calendar to work with people, you know, together. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent agree with you on that. You know, it's, it's good because it's part of me has been like, okay, I've been able to focus on my life, my home life, my business and not have anything to do with traveling, kinda, <laughs> yeah. which was nice. Cause like the past six years, it hasn't been that way. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom, breaks. And now I, I'm, I'm at home, which has been fine. And it's been great. But now I'm getting that itch again to be like, I, I gotta get on the road. I gotta go. Like, I want to see people out. Like I missed this part of the, that industry. Like I, got to get out there <laughs> yeah and, and and this industry is such a tight-knit group that it's just that that's the piece that brings us together and i, I think it's what a lot has allowed us to get through the you know the, the pandemic but at the same time you know it's like i mean hope's not a strategy but i was really hoping you know <laughs> that we'd be coming down to florida for mobile detail and it was just you know in mobile tech and it was just you know it just wasn't going to happen no, I know. It's I, I was looking forward to that show too. I was like, man, if any of the shows, because Florida being so wide open, we would have this opportunity for all of us to get together, regardless of whatever the terms and conditions are based on COVID, but yeah. still have opportunity, right? And then yep. shot down. Like yeah. But we do have, you know, they have the mobile tech Vegas. That might be an opportunity there. And then hopefully SEMA. Um, yeah, but- I'm crossing my fingers for SEMA. I think we have a good shot for that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for that too. I don't know how the uh, the stipulations are going to be with everybody because there's so many people shoulder to shoulder. But which is so true. Yeah, you know, it's there's you can only avoid so much of it and put so much into place, and then you know a lot of people just don't care either. You know, they're not. No, and and that's the thing is it's just everybody has a different um, level of risk and a different level of appreciation of you know what COVID means to them. Yeah. Now, now with, with that said, I mean, have you been in the playing field of, of providing products for COVID during, you know, a lot of when it first uh, ramped up back in, was that second, second quarter or so, second and third quarter of last year? Yeah, so, so, so we got into it um, on, you know, and helped some people with, you know, some, you know, sanitizers and stuff like that. And, and actually we uh, produced some, um, you know, some hand sanitizer that we actually gave to every one of our employees. So one nice. of the neat things is, you know, we, we, we created a batch just to be able to have, so all of our employees, especially when you couldn't get anything, you know, where we gave everybody a bottle and, you know, a couple bottles that they could refill just so they had it around the facility. So I think, you know, we did that. And then we're actually working on a whole uh, disinfectant line that we're pretty excited about um, that's actually launching in a couple months. But, um, you know, on that side with the EPA regulations, you know, it's amazing how, you know, some states it takes six months to get approval and some states it, it takes, uh, you know, a month. Wow. So, so it's not as simple as just launching a product, you know, when you have to get state approvals and government, you know, and the EPA involved. But uh, we're really excited because I do believe that, you know, just cleanliness and disinfecting, I mean, it's kind of like, it's just going to be around, you know, yeah. even when COVID's gone, people are still going to be thinking about, you know, you know, I've, it's like when my kids drop food on the floor, I'm not sure the five second rule works anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's so true because it was kind of at a point, you know, prior to COVID where it just was a, a lacking kind of area that people didn't really care. It just was like, eh, you know, some people did, some people didn't. And now and you just took it for of, granted. Yes. Now everybody's you know, on the same page. So it's a little different. Yeah. You know, so I think that's going to be just like an, like a, a change for everyone, you know, now, so we're pretty ex- excited about being able to, to launch that and we'll have, you know, wipes and stuff like that, that you, you know, and canisters that people can use. So it's exciting to be able to do that. And that'd be for in common use and 
or yeah, automotive? Yeah. So, so that's the one of the neat things is when we designed it, we made it so it'll work on automotive, you know, interiors and 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 uh, all the different you know materials that are in an automotive car. But then it also will work great if you want to have it in your showroom just to be able to wipe down the counter and you know just high touch areas. Nice. Now, are these yeah. products involved? Or did you get involved with the whole CDC approval to to add an extra badge on it, or just? Yeah. So it'll it it, it actually so it's all through the EPA. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so, so that's kind of the governing body that drives um, the approvals to be able to say that it kills, you know, bacteria and viruses and COVID. Okay. So it's working with that. And it was pretty excited to be able to get, um, you know, get a certification that says we can produce it in our facility and, uh, and, um, and uh, start bringing it to market. So. Good. That's good to know. I mean, just, you know, there's so many people mass producing this stuff that who knows what and where it's coming from. And I'm yeah, sure and a lot's coming that. and a lot's coming from overseas and you don't know the specs. So, I mean, it, the fact that it's, you know, made in our facility, we know where it's getting sourced, you know, it's uh, certified by the, you know, the EPA, those are all big thing, you know, big things. And, you know, we'll be able to provide consistent supply to our industry, you know? Yeah, that's huge. So we're excited about it. Yeah, I know that right now with everybody, that's that's a huge thing for just having that on the counter, you know, just yeah. old fashioned hand sanitizer. I had, um, who was it? Oh, you know, uh, Chris West, Solution Finish, real funny story. I had uh, I made an order and he ended up sending me these two little, I think they were like four or eight ounce bottles uh, with a twist lid on them and they were hand sanitizers. You got to try this. You got to try this. I guess he has a, a friend or buddy or somebody he knows that has uh, these old barrels like whiskey barrels and bourbon barrels and they were using those to produce hand sanitizer getting whatever I guess they were storing the the alcohol in there or whatever it may be but it was absorbing that smell and you would I would put it on my hand and sanitize my hands and it was like I just left the bar and spilled the drink on myself. Fresh, <laughs> fresh, like so, fresh so use it in the whiskey. morning. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of aftershave, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, for the old Bruder Stetson feeling. But you know, <laughs> just don't. No. Use, yeah, like when you're walking out to your car at night at night, don't use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if 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 I were pulled over, they would definitely probably pull a breathalyzer test on me. But it was just funny because every time I think about the hand sanitizer, my mind goes to that specific product that was shown to me and I use and I still have it in the office because it's just a little bit I like to show it to people because it's that's so really cool. cool. So did he send you any of the like the bourbon or alcohol that they make in the barrels too? That's where I think it came from. I don't know how it all hey. came out, but it, it has that smell and it's yeah. it's strong, you know? It's it's a weird mixture. It's got like that bourbon barrel smell along with the alcohol sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was interesting. I keep it on my desk. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, as far as um, trying to pick up from where we left off, we kind of sidetracked on that one um, with, with everything you guys have going on and, and going into this year and, and finishing out the year with, with hopefully SEMA, um, you know, if you do start opening up, you guys are going to be an official training facility for both Malco and I believe you're going to get to be a recognized facility for being able to host IDA stuff as well. That's, correct? that's the goal. And really okay. we want to be able to drive and, you know, host people here, whether it's, you know, having distributors being able to bring their customers here or just even open it up to allow customers to, uh, you know, end users and detailers to come learn and use our facility and really, you know, learn, you know, from an industry expert and, and, um, and so we're really excited about being able to eventually do that. Good. Good. Yeah. That's huge. Especially yeah. in that area. I mean, I know that there's, you know, in your surrounding areas, there's, there's some other detail companies out and about, and, but still being able to facilitate that, especially on such a large playing field that you guys are as a chemical manufacturer. Yeah. That, are you going to offer maybe tours just while people are there just to kind yeah, of, yeah, no, that's, that's my favorite thing to do is, is giving a tour of the facility and having people actually see, you know, kind of like 
the how it's made. You know? Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's breathtaking. Like literally, yeah. like it's like wow, like that's a lot going on. Yeah, and it's and it's neat because I think people, you know, it's kind of like you said, you know, there's a lot of people that don't know about Malco, our history, and even you know, our size and scope. So it's like, you know, I, you know, I'll have people come and they're like, oh, I figured you were, you know, a small 10,000 square foot manufacturing facility. And they walk up and they just see, you know, this building that just keeps going and going and going. (laughs) We're going to start upstairs and work our way down. Yeah. Let me know when you're tired. (laughs) Exactly. We'll we'll stop for snacks and drinks. Make make sure you have your Fitbit so you get your steps in. So we're really excited about being able to really just kind of take our partnership with the IDA and, and, and leveraging our detailing facility to really just help the, you know, the whole industry. You know, at, at the end of the day, you know, we want to just be one more place where someone can go and learn. And, and at the end of the and, and we're going to learn from them, too. I mean, every time, you know, I'm around a detailer and you're just it, I think it's just important to listen, because every time you talk to them, you hear an idea that um, could either be something that helps us in our training, you know, com- you know, sharing it with other detailers that are going to make their business stronger, you know, or it could turn into the next great, you know, product launch. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Do you have anything as far as any advice or words of wisdom for any of the people that may be watching, you know, whether it's from a detailer perspective, uh, getting into the business, or maybe somebody wanted to become a distributor, you know, whatever it may be, is there anything that you could leave with them, with people watching that? Would be a yeah, good so, so, so probably the first thing I would share is always be confident to ask a question. Don't, it doesn't matter who, who you're talking to or anything like that. You're going to find in this industry that, you know, 99% of the people in the industry just want to help and make the industry better. You know, so I think people don't always, you know, you might be like, oh my God, you know, whether it's, you yourself or Rennie, or, you know, it could be Bob from PNS or myself here at Malco, all of us care about just making the industry better. So probably just know that, you know, it's okay to ask, introduce yourself. If you have a question, I mean, all of us started, you know, you know, early on in the industry, not knowing what we were doing, you know, we all had to learn it. So it, I think it's just, you know, be confident to go ask a question and know that people want to help make each and everybody better. And we might learn something from, from that person who's asking the question. So I would say it's, you know, just be comfortable to know that, you know, people aren't, you know, I don't think our industry really judges. They just want to help and make it better. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a huge thing. And that's one of the things that even with me meeting, like when you brought up Rennie, it's funny because when I've met him and when I went through training with him back in 2014, uh, that was one of the things that he had said about me was the biggest thing was I was very inquisitive. Yeah. And and that's, that's, you have to ask the questions, even if you're asking the same question from three different directions, you may get three different answers, but that's fine because you got three different answers that weren't all alike and it still fills the void on the answer. Yeah. And, and that answer, it, it depends on the situation and what the challenge is. I mean, there, you know, you might have a product that works, you know, you know, you bring a car in and there's an issue with an interior and, you know, maybe it's a, an organic stain. Well, you know, you know, I mean, we, we spend a lot of time working on our interior cleaners here at Malco, you know, so, 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 you know, it could just be understanding how do you remove that stain, you know, and how do you ask the customer what it is to learn about it so you can more efficiently remove it, you know, so it just, you never know how you might take something and apply it in your business. 100% agree. Yeah. Now, if somebody had technical questions or anything, I, you know, I know that they, you're always open for people to talk to you, but who would be the guy that they would want to talk to there at Malco for anything about the products and, and how they work and application and all that? Yeah. So, so, so really we have, we have a pretty strong cast. I would say, um, you know, it, you get it, John Miller and Bill Fairchild. John's our uh, national sales manager for the Malco uh, brand and uh, Bill Fairchild works for him as well. You know, those two have just seen everything. And then we have uh, Buddy Dunphy, who actually, um, we actually have our own distribution network here in Ohio. We call it Malco Ohio. So he used to work on the Malco team and he took over 
the whole distribution and is kind of the sales manager. But those three are just, you know, the amount of knowledge they have and what they've seen being on the road. And then internally, we also have, you know, Jason Yard, our product manager, and Bill Kleinus, um, who works on the product team and really does all the testing and training. And he's one of our uh, RTs. And then on the international side, we have Louis Vernon, um, you know, who's, you know, this is the, he's, he, you can tell he's itching to get out and start traveling. He's, <laughs> he's never been home this much in his entire life. <laughs> That's the position when you play the international role yeah, for any yeah. company. You're never yeah. in just one place. You're always bouncing around. That's exactly. the fun part. But, I mean, that group right there, the amount of knowledge that they've seen and just the amount of miles and all over the country and the world, I mean, you know, if that, that's that group that's just accessible. And, um, you know, and then myself, you know, I have a lot of knowledge, but I'll be the first to tell you that they know more than me, you know, so I'm always happy to take a call. And if I don't know the answer, I'm going to go find it out and then I'll call the person back. So. Nice. And that's, that's the key to it right there. And that's, that's the, the beauty of, of the Malco team is you have a whole support team. So whether you're emailing them or calling, you always have one of those, many names that will at least respond and give you the answer you're looking for or find the right answer for you and do the homework and help you out. And then the other thing is you had, I mean, that's internal, but then when you look at our network of distributors, I mean, they are really knowledgeable about our products and, you know, many of them carry other competitive products too. And that they just, you know, if you think about it, if they're calling on, you know, 10 to 30 detailers a day or, or dealerships, I mean, they just have this wealth of street knowledge that you that is so important and probably is what allowed us to be successful, you know, you know, historically and going forward. So, you know, a lot of what we learn is, you know, we go train them and then they say, well, I'm going to go take it to my, you know, five top customers and we learn from them. And I like that you do that. There's other companies that do that as well to where you have your distributor network, but you don't limit them and say, hey, you're only carrying Malco. If that's it, you're off. It's You've got Malco as the, as the brand, but then you've got yeah. some other lines in between that the market demands. And exactly whether, you, whether the profit margin be less or more, the point is you're still providing something that was a demand. And yeah. it does give that distributor, like you said, the street creds of knowledge on other products to compare to. So when somebody jumps on the truck and says, well, I use this and it's not doing that, it gives them the opportunity to have some variable answer to come back yeah. versus, well, we just know Malco. Sorry, I don't know if I can yeah. help you. Well, don't get me wrong. I want every distributor <laughs> to just carry Malco. But the reality is, you know, our distributor, our, you know, our, our distributor network is successful because they understand the needs of their customers and their market. And, and, and we might be their primary line or we're even just, you know, working with a new distributor that's building and we're earning their trust and they're earning ours, but you can always learn. And, and yeah, I think yeah. the days of, you know, 20 years ago where it was like, oh, if you're not a Malco distributor, you know, you know, you're, you're not loyal to us. I mean, those days are past. I mean, it kind of just goes back to really understanding and being confident in our brand. You know? Yeah. And I think a lot of to what you just said, a lot of brands are like that. Those days are past. And that was a mentality of a certain time frame. Yeah. And then as, as, as we've evolved as individual companies and, of course, as an industry, the, the light at the end of the tunnel got brighter to know that, hey, we can work together. And it doesn't have to be like that. And it actually works out even more so. And a lot of times it makes you know, everybody stronger. You know, at the end of the day, I want a strong, successful distributor because if they're strong and successful, they're going to be able to invest and and grow and represent Malco how we want it. And on the flip side, they want us to be a strong and and uh, you know a successful brand because it's going to benefit them. So it really is you know you know mutual mutually it just benefits both of us so much. And I think that's what is one of the things that's really allowed us to be successful is we understand that. It's about working together and growing together with our distribution network now with, you know, whether it's influencers or digital marketing, it's about uh, raising everybody up rather than just, you know, having one group win and one and, and someone else lose. It has to be a win-win proposition. I like it. I like it. Yeah. That's well said. Yeah. So coming to an end, but, yeah. you know, with full circle on and everything, I mean, you here's the thing. If, if, if you haven't tried Malco, they have a website, 
They have distributors across the U.S. Find a way to get your hands on the products to give the Epic line. You know, if I was going to suggest any of their products to try right out the gate, start with the Epic line of products and then, you know, work your way from there on different stuff. Um, and even as the distributor aspect, there's there's opportunities on on either end because of the way that their company is structured. Like you had heard Seth say, I mean, it's a big support team, whether you're a detailer, distributor, it doesn't matter. They're there to help you grow and to help your business be more effective, more efficient. And um, so definitely give them a try. And thank you very much, Seth. You are number 16 to All our right. podcast. Top 20. Which, <laughs> listen, I'm trying. I'm, I'm really trying to build this out, you know, once a week. I know, um, you know, during the beginning of the pandemic when Rennie had got involved with his podcast, I mean, he's up there. I think he's around, he's almost in the hundreds, but you know, yeah. that's a lot to build towards that doing these podcasts and watching other people, you know, even outside of our industry that are in the, in the, in the triple digits with their podcasts. It's like, yeah. wow, you know, we're doing it once a week and not a whole lot of work involved. It's fun. But, you know, finding the time to set it aside and do that and to be able to gain those kind of numbers. So I'm pretty proud of that 16 number, but eventually we'll get there. And I hope to have you on in the future with, you know, some more stuff, some more new products and, yeah. you know, and be in a better situation to where maybe we can well, even do it live out of your office. Well, I'd love to, I would love to do it live. I, <laughs> I'll be happy to fly down to see you and I'd love to host you here and we could uh, do it here at Malco too. Awesome. So. Yeah. And I know uh, Bill and Jason are really excited to join you. I think like in a month, um, yeah. you know, they're coming on to talk with you and join the podcast. So I know they're really excited. Yeah. And then we can get more technical with them. So, yeah. Awesome. So, so I have to tell one really funny story that happened to me about detailing uh, okay. actually over the weekend. So, so, you know, over, over the holiday, you know, my kids are home, you don't go anywhere. So I was, uh, you know, and, and my wife, Nora, was like ready for me to just get the kids out of the house. She was like, just leave, go somewhere. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to take them to Malco and we're going to detail a car. So, so, uh, so how I old have, are they? I, what? How uh, old are they? Eight and four. Okay. So, so, so I brought them to Malco. We were detailing my car and, and I just burn into my daughter, like whatever you do, when you drop a microfiber, give it to me and I'll give you a new one. Okay. So she, I was just like, you know, I don't want to scratch the car. It's like, you know, it's my baby. I love it. So this, this past weekend, my wife and my sister are like, Hey, let's take, you know, the kids, we're going to go detail a car. It'll be something to do. I was like, sure. So, so they're detailing my, uh, so, so they're detailing my wife's car and, and Hannah walks over to me and says, Hey, here's a microfiber. You know, can you get me a new one? And I said, Oh no, you can use it. And she said, Oh no, no, no. You told me I have to get a new. <laughs> I have to get a new microfiber, and I said, "Oh no, that's because you were detailing my car. This is mom's car." <laughs> it's funny, kind of messed up, but it's funny. Yeah, but she was right. I mean, I, you know, she was like, I, I she was listening, <laughs> so that's it was awesome. fun to train, you know, the the next generation of detailers. Yeah, yeah, and and she's which? How old is she? She's eight. She's eight, so she's the older one. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. And then you have my son who, uh, so, so we have a product called showroom shine. That's like a quick detailer. And I turn over and I think he killed three 22 ounce bottles of showroom <laughs> shine. I look over and, and, and he's just sitting there like spraying it like a squirt gun. <laughs> now, if everybody used the product like that, it would be a great thing. <laughs> oh, we would be growing. <laughs> he would have vats of just that. Just That'd exactly. be your number one seller. <laughs> yeah that's funny that's awesome oh man yeah my 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 daughter she's a little over three she's not quite there yet but she she likes coming to the shop and getting a little cart in the showroom area and in the storefront and just filling it with random stuff just for fun that's awesome she thinks she's shopping yeah. <laughs> which i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to start showing her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well cool well thank you seth i appreciate you being on and taking your time out of your day and um Again, we appreciate it. Buff and Chime um, being on the Reflection Artist Live podcast. It's definitely uh, nice to have you on and definitely worth the time for sure. No, well, thank you so much. And, and I think, you know, if people have questions, I mean, they should know that, you know, everybody here, myself, anybody else at Malco, we're accessible. So, you know, What's if a you good, have a question, uh, email, website, all that good stuff for them to reach out. Uh, so, so, so truthfully, my email is sethg at malcopro.com. 
And, you know, my cell is 330-329-8177. I always believe, you know, I hate going on and, you know, a website and not being able to access or find anyone, you know, or how do you call someone, you know? So I always believe, you know, you, you never know who's on the other end of a phone call and, and where they'll be in life. And, you know, it's like, you know, our job is just to make everybody better and more successful. So, you know, and, you know, you go to our website and, uh, or on Facebook and, you know, we can share, you know, if you have a question about product, you know, getting a hold of our team or one of our distributors, you know, we just want to make sure we can answer questions and help people be more successful. So. That's huge. You're giving out your, your personal information as you know, the CEO and running the show, a lot of times you don't see that. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for everybody for watching and Seth, you have a good rest of your day and we'll catch up soon. No, thank you. Have a great day. Take care.
Thanks for tuning in this week to Reflection Artist Live. We hope you had fun and learned something new. If you missed an episode or are looking for more, check us out on our social media or podcast platforms. And join us next week when we have another amazing guest. Don't miss it. We'll be talking business, life, and detailing. Also, don't forget to check out buffandshine.com for a variety of buffing pads and accessories for your detailing arsenal.